Hello and welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast. My name is Christian Duran, Senior Vice President of the Oh Dear Podcast, Oh Dear Nation, Oh Dear Network, Oh Dear Limited, and all subsidiaries there and for to which. With me, as always, on the one podcast where we talk about the things that make your mother clutch her pearls and say, Oh dear, are my oh dear Whitmer and Brett Raybould. Yes, nailed it. Good Good job, Christian. You did it. You've achieved full final transformation. And we may now stop doing this (laughs) podcast. Us uh, commenting on his uh, intro is is like uh, the new us commenting on the music. (laughs) (laughs) Because we used to do it live and we used to play the music and then start the podcast. And I had to like bring the music in and fade it out and stuff. And now that we're not in studio and we don't do it live, there's really no reason to do it that way. So Christian just puts it in, uh, in post. Which, by the way, when I had to upload an episode because Christian wasn't here, and I completely forgot. I didn't even think about the music. I literally uploaded it and I go, "Oh yeah, there's the music." <laughs> I was like, I didn't even think about it. I got hate mail for not having music. Yeah. People yeah. said, "You fucking piece of garbage." How did I know what podcast I was listening to? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, turned it off. Yeah. But, so, uh, so fellas, how's life? Christian, you want to start? <laughs> life is good. It's uh, everybody's tired. Uh, <laughs> no, I feel great. I'm well rested. <laughs> got a full. I got a full eight last night. Yeah. Um, me too. Me too. I've actually noticed that now that I'm getting older, and not the Christians in a sleep deprived state. I'm sure. But like my difference in attitude and like energy when I get eight hours of sleep versus six, it's like so noticeable. I'm like, fuck. And I have a kid on the way. (laughs) Well, the thing is, like people always go like, you know, when you have a baby, you're not going to be able to sleep because they're up all night. And it's like, that's true. But like you can just put the baby in another room and ignore the cries and you can sleep. Like, <laughs> like if you're just a sociopath, you can just sleep. Let them uh, soothe themselves. They need to self soothe. You you uh putting the baby in the hallway and just in the <laughs> yeah. just in the elevator. <laughs> yeah, I'll let my neighbors deal with it. <laughs> no, but it's uh it's good. It, he sleeps like all day though. He sleeps all day. Like when you want him to sleep, it's it's kind of a nightmare. Like he he'll like get up and have to breastfeed and then like just be out he it's so weird he like the way babies like tell you that they need food is like he just gets like the coke shakes like he gets the crack shakes and he starts (laughs) oh my god he starts his mouth starts going like like a goldfish like like he starts doing that and like looking for a nipple mm. and then uh he starts like getting shakes and like ah, ah, and then <laughs> like because then Scratching. I'll, yeah exactly i'll put him on my like chest just to like you know calm him down and stuff and then he's like sucking on my shirt looking for a nipple it's pretty no, bizarre man. but but, you ever uh, want to just yeah. tease him and put your nipple in his mouth and go, ha ha, nothing <laughs> there in your face, dumb baby. <laughs> well, he's uh, you're supposed to do skin to skin contact. So sometimes I take my shirt off and then put him on there. But then he'll like get my chest hair caught in his <laughs> throat because <laughs> he's looking for nips and all he finds is follicles. Skin to skin contact. That's like. Yeah. That why because it's like more intimate and it it supposedly builds a bond and like calms them down and you know they uh, it reminds them of the womb because they can hear your heart 
and um you know it's like it's you ever want to just like <laughs> do you think it'd be funny just you ever like have you teabagged your baby yet <laughs> yes <Jesus. laughs> you know the craziest thing about all this stuff is is like we you can't ask a baby if any of this works, so it's just complete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't take your take take your shirt off and put the baby on your chest, and I don't know, I don't know, work for somebody, so maybe it'll work for you. <laughs> like it's not like you can be like, "Hey, baby, is this how? Is this make yeah, you, you feel know. like you're in the womb?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, this is exactly like the womb." <laughs> like, it's like anybody can tell you anything. It's like if you if you put pineapple on your balls and then spread it on the baby. It's good for the <laughs> mental acuity. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's how that Mozart shit happened. Like, listen to Mozart, and then, Mozart. then it like it. I, they somehow proved that it didn't work, which to yeah. me is so funny. That all these like pretentious yuppie parents mm. were like, mm, "I'm gonna make my kids smart," and then they just come out to be fucking dumb. Well, because just- there's a whole industry based on like the fear of new parents because nobody yeah. knows what they're doing. So yeah. like anybody, it's like religion. It's like anybody who can tell you they know what to do is, is like, right. You listen to them blindly. It's like, so- it reminds me of the wedding industry because they like take advantage oh, yeah. of you. Cause like very few people th- throw multiple weddings. So they like, they don't know the ins and outs. They don't know how much a bouquet of flowers is supposed to cost. They don't, they don't know any of it. So like the whole wedding industry takes advantage of people who want their day to be special and they just upcharge and they just fucking And the baby industry is very similar. Like, well, yeah, we're trying to find like a, no, we try to like, we're trying to find our bassinet stand. So we, we wanted to get a certain bassinet. It turned out it was too big. So we found another, we have a, a, a stroller that has a bassinet hookup and they're like, you can just use the bassinet hookup um, from the stroller part as the bassinet. You just need to get the stand. And we're like, oh, okay, cool. So the bassinet costs 200 bucks. So how much could the stand possibly cost? Well, it turns out the stand cost $150 and it's literally just a stand. Oh. And like, I would pay it in a heartbeat if it was like something special. Cause like 150, 150 isn't like a crazy amount of money for something that's important. But in relation to what it actually is, like that thing cost, it should cost $25. It's just a stand. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. It just holds, it's like there's nothing proprietary about it. There, Christian made a funny joke. He's like, because uh, we were talking about this stand. And he's like, yeah, we used to have that at TGI Fridays to put the trays of food on. <laughs> it's like, yeah. there's nothing. And it's like, that's there's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. So there's, there's, yeah, there's no way TJ Fridays went six grand in the hole on their food stands, just starting out the restaurant. All right. But all they have to do is say, Hey, this is where your baby sleeps. Are you really going to go cheap on the place where your baby sleeps? And then they upcharge it by 400,000%. And then that's why there's $150. We we think we found one used in on Facebook marketplace that we're going to get for like 90 bucks. So, well, hopefully that doesn't fall through. There's, I mean, there's so many stupid little products. We got this, like, uh, I don't even, it's called a hatch, I think. And all it is is, like, it's an Amazon Echo that doesn't have Bluetooth and it has a light that, like, that you can change the color. You can change the color of the light and it plays, like, like five different sounds. So it plays, like, rain. It plays, like, white noise sounds. Rain, you know, TV noise, um, waterfalls and all this shit. But it's, all it is is It's a sound machine to, like, to make them sleep yeah 
Yeah. But all it is, but you could do the exact same thing with a Amazon Echo or any speakers, hook it up to YouTube and just play any YouTube video that's like seven hours of rainfall, white noise. Like there's a million of those. So the idea that like you would sell that device is is so dumb. But it's, yeah, it's it, just it, the name. It's the yeah. name is Hatch, which it's and then it's like, oh, it's kid. It makes me feel like I'm supporting my child. It's like when you yeah. buy a book to feel smart, you buy yeah. that to feel like a good parent. Right. Yeah. There's that also this outlet thing. Oh, yeah. Tell me about the outlet. This, the outlet thing is that I think it's the dumbest thing. What is that? But it's basically like it's this $300 like um, sock, basically. And you put it on the baby's foot and it gives you like the blood pressure, the heartbeat and all this stuff. And it alerts you if like whatever oxygen levels, it alerts you if anything's going wrong, but it's uh-huh. like, if something's going wrong, you're going to know, like it's, you don't need to know if the baby's heart, heart pressure goes like a little bit under what it's supposed to be like at, at any given time. It's like, it's not, you don't need those metrics at all. Like, right. Not yeah. You're not, it's not, it's like a Fitbit. You're like, I will make sure the resting yeah. heart rates certain, uh, the only thing I've heard it was like, and the reason why we got it is because you hear the horror stories, and apparently, like, some baby, like it was uh, my brother's sister-in-law or something, the baby had the outlet on, and it like, it's supposed to sleep on its back, I guess, mm-hmm. and it like turned over somehow on its chest, and it wasn't breathing, so like the oxygen level dropped, and then the a thing alerted, and then they ran in, and they just turned the baby over, and it was fine. But if they didn't know that, the baby could have maybe yeah. died or something. I don't know. Mm. Um, it, it, that's another thing. Like when you look at reviews on like Amazon for like products you want to buy, it's either all five star reviews and they're like, this is yeah. the best thing ever. Y- if you, if you don't get this, you're a terrible parent. Like this is the thing to make sure your baby's amazing. And then the rest of them are one star reviews saying this almost killed my baby. And if you get it, you're a <laughs> terrible parent. Like that's the two groups. So you have no idea what to my mom got us this like, like she works at the, in a school system and they have like this donation thing uh, for like for new parents and stuff. So like somebody dropped off like five of these. It's like a little thing that holds the baby and it like plays music and it like kind of bounces and it soothes them. And we she they someone dropped off five of them brand new in boxes. So my mom took one for wow. us. And we got it and it was like, we looked at Amazon and it was like $200 or something. We're like, wow, this is really nice. It's so cool. It's like made by Fisher Price. And then we started reading the reviews and it's like the product was recalled because all these babies ended up dead. And like, we're like, how do they end up dead? Is it like they're just using it wrong? And like, what? but like, you don't know. And the risk of going like, God, I'm, I, I know in my bones that the reason why their babies died is because they're dumb and they fucked up. Not because this little thing is a death machine, but the, the like prove it moment of like is your, is risking your child dying. So it's like, you can't like you can't roll the dice because you just come across as like the most insensitive person. So we threw it away and bought a new different one from a different brand that cost money. So it's just like, you don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, nobody's one star review says I fucked up. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) one star. I forgot to feed him for seven days, and uh, nobody's nobody's one. (laughs) The sock didn't save his life. (laughs) No one's no one's one star review starts with the phrase "To be fair." (laughs) 
In fairness, I was neglectful. But nonetheless, I was hoping this $250 wire around his wrist would do the job of parenting for me. Yeah. Yeah, but they just upcharge everything because it's like your kid. So like they don't they want you to feel guilty. Mm-hmm. But but in relation to like all this shit, like a bassinet costs so much money and you don't even use it after two months. You know what wow. I mean? It's like what is a, I, I, what is a bassinet? So a bassinet, bassinet like a- yeah, Christian has the kids so let him. He actually uses it. So yeah. Christian is our resident uh, yeah. child rearing expert. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we're we're going to go live to our child rearing expert. <laughs> PhD. Um, SVP of child rearing. <laughs> yes. There's uh, your new title. <laughs> um it's basically just like it's a crib before a crib so it's like just a little bed a little foam um bed that they're in uh and that's kind of it it's like it's got to be like a flat surface because otherwise they could get sids which is the most insane thing i've ever heard of in my life sids is sudden infant death syndrome so basically Mm -hmm. like if your baby is like there's just like a number of ways for your baby to just inexplicably die like, like if they if they sleep on their side, if they sleep on their stomach, if they if this that that happens, this if it's too hot in the room, yeah, if it's too hot, they could just lead to them just spontaneously combusting and internally and dying for some reason. Yeah. So a bassinet is just like this, like flat little crib type bed thing. It's a temporary bed, and it's like oftentimes it's like geared so you can have it next to your bed, so yeah. like you can easily keep an eye whereas the crib is bigger and bulkier and it's like where they sleep and it's had there's room for them to grow in it the best and that's always smaller and um yeah that's basically where they and they also can't hold their head up yet so like the first three months it's important for them to sleep i don't know something something um but yeah Mm -hmm. that's the difference so you have to use it for like the first two or three months of their lives but it costs like so much money for like such a temporary thing and like there's this really expensive one called the snoo that's like everybody who has it swears by it it costs like it's like buying a fucking volkswagen bug or something like that's how (laughs) expensive it is it's like buying a a used car but basically it's like it like has some sort of like detection like hardware software or something and it like plays music and soothes soothes the baby and makes it to where the baby can go to sleep and like every new parent swears by it but it costs like fucking two grand or some bullshit and then they have like this thing where you can rent it like and then give it back but like even then it's like two hundred dollars a month or some shit and you're like jesus christ man it's like i know it probably works but like damn the thing is, is like the reason they swear by it is because they pay fifteen hundred bucks for it and they look like a yeah. fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't say it works. Yeah, that is true. I swear by my own level of intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, I swear I'm not a moron. Otherwise, that's that you're. <laughs> you have to defend like your huge purchases. Like nobody, you know, it's like the guy who's still driving a Hummer. Like he's, st- he's yeah. he can't admit that it was a bad purchase. <laughs> So, uh, you know, Christian, how does it feel to be contributing to climate change in the most major way of anyone on this podcast? <laughs> oh, <before>? I know. <laughs> Do you feel like a worse person because people, well, you know, the, the climate is down the ozone layer? It's because as of you. As we speak, it's like a hundred. Uh, you know, it's one hundred and five degrees in New York. Arizona is going through like the the West Coast is going through like a major, yeah, uh, insane thing. I think I read yeah. today. Maybe I'm completely wrong and just i just mm. read it 
headlines like the Arctic is like 108 degrees right oh, now. Yeah. I well, hope it was hope it was worth it. You know what? <laughs> when my son is the leader of the Mad Max like <laughs> fucking <laughs> rovers, your like, son is a Morton Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Riding Morton a, Miles riding a flaming uh, like a jeep throughout the desert <laughs> we're, wasteland. We're we're only gonna have one, and I think Christian and Natasha probably want two. So Christian and Natasha are just gonna have replacement value for them, and then we're gonna be at, at a replacement deficit where. Two people create one and then never. So we're good. And Christian's at a wash as far as I'm concerned if he has another one. Yeah. So I, it's the people who have more than two kids are the, who are the real well, culprits. I've actually accrued. I'm even better than that. I've killed seven people. So I've actually. <laughs> that's how that's how devoted to ending climate change I am. I've yeah. killed seven I go to the playground nearby, and there's some kids, and I'll just I'll bring a couple switchblades and yeah. you know, seven slit the throats of about six. Yeah, I like the idea. Gardeners. It's like somebody having their third kid and going like, ah, well now I got to go kill someone because I don't want to. I got to even this out, man. Yeah, that's what, I'm committed to change, so I put my money where my mouth is. And my knife into children's hearts. Well, you never know. Maybe my son will be the dude who figures out how to use carbon emissions to restore the ozone layer that was my yeah. favorite like in school they because i went to catholic school they'd always be like abort if you get an abortion that could be the baby that could solve <laughs> cancer but also yeah. that could be a guy who kills 45 people like right. you can use the same logic and go right. if you think it can be a great person it can also be an evil person and it's yeah, probably that more realistically yeah. <laughs> what do you say? I just say gonna, you say that, and then you're like, "Brett, go to detention." That's a very stupid thing. To yeah, say. that's the thing. <laughs> Any question, I remember getting in trouble because I asked a firefighter. I was like, "What do you do?" He has all the. He's telling us about the suit, and they're like, "What do you?" I just go, "What do you do if you have to go to the bathroom?" And they're like, "You right now, detention." <laughs> and you're like, "That's a good question." A question. So you reference it's like as you vaguely reference the genitals. And that's enough yeah. for the Catholic school. Yeah. They're like, we pretend like we don't have those. <laughs> yeah, we're you, uh, all Ken dolls. You kind of you kind of cut off for a second because you were like, uh, you said there was a firefighter that came and I asked him, what do you do? And I thought, <laughs> I thought that was the question. <laughs> I, I thought you were just going to be like, the fuck do you think I do? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm like, not what do you think I do? Brett's just like, so what do you what do you even do? I don't remember seeing a fire around any time. Listen, I have a hot take on firefighters. There is no pun intended. My hot take is that there's not that many fires. And uh, I don't know. I just don't think there's that many fires. Honestly, they mostly do house calls when someone burns some popcorn. That's what I that's my take based off no research. This is Pure conjecture, I, I, and it's my, probably very wrong. When I lived in my old building, my neighbors next to us, they had like a backyard area, and our windows would look into their backyard area. And they were grilling, and their grill was like leaned up against like a wooden fence. And um, the That's fence stupid. caught on fire. Um, oh, and, and it was really funny, though, because the firefighters, like they took the – they got the fire out, the people who were there – and then the firefighters came and they basically like they saw this fence that had a big black burn mark on it. And I guess they I don't know if it's because 
they were just they needed something to do to justify them being there. But they proceeded to like use their like uh, crowbars and they completely ripped down this dude's fence, <laughs> like completely destroyed it and then left. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, like to me, they were punishing him for making the mistake. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're probably like, hey, listen, just because the fire's out doesn't mean it's out. It could start up again. So let's just rip the whole thing down to make sure. But to me, like. They just were like, fuck this guy. Let's just rip his fucking fence down. And then they had to like, re- and it was like a shared fence with their neighbors. So like they had to like, it wasn't just their fence. They had to like, they ripped the neighbor's fence down too. <laughs> and like, no time to explain. <laughs> yeah. Why, why, yeah. Why are you beating down my front door with your battle axe? Why? Yeah. Like we're just hanging out. I have a hot take about yeah. firefighters too. My, my, my hot take is. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Is your pun intended? Uh, yes, <laughs> this one is. <laughs> Guys, I have a hot take about firefighters. Yeah. Huh? Get it? Yes, Get it? Sir. All right. Yes. That's, I do that's like half That's half the shows on Bravo, just that. <laughs> they just do <laughs> stupid puns. Um, anyway, uh, my hot take is we don't need to give them so much space on our streets to block a fire hydrant. If there's a fire, if you haven't come up with a piece of machinery that can get to the fire hydrant without there being a car in front of it, then what are we even doing? What's the point of any of this? Like you couldn't come up with a a thing that connects the truck to the fire hydrant with a car in the middle of it. Like how hard could that possibly be to come up with the ingenuity of doing that? We could all have two more parking spots in every single street in New York City if they just gave up that stupid fucking rule that was made because it, it was in the 1940s and no one knew how to do anything. Like, we, even, there's, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll go do you one better, Rig. Did you know in mo- many European countries, they don't even have fire hydrants? They don't have Ooh. fire. They, you know where, how they have water? It's in the fucking truck. They have all the water they need in the truck. <laughs> they just drive to the place with it and it works. Like, yeah. That's how a lot of put. Pl- so fire hydrants at this point just are revenue generators, but they make the city worse. You are absolutely right. If there was two to four more parking spots per street, that would do more and better for society than the extra 30 seconds of firefighter in the rare event of a fire has to take by having a hoses can go around things. That's yeah. They're hoses. Yeah, yeah, this is, a, this is why people who run and who've run for New York and like mayor of New York and are in charge of New York, you know, none of them actually live in the city because these are all things that we need to fix in terms of just making people's lives a little easier. Um, another one is, is garbage men like garbage men shouldn't have garbage routes that pick up garbage during rush hour traffic in the morning. People are trying to get to work and you're driving and stopping every eight inches. Just have them start at a later time. Is it that hard? Is it like who like it's clearly people who've never thought of anything. Like I was driving on the belt parkway going out to Long Island and I hit traffic three different times and it was because they they were yeah. mowing and they had to shut off an entire lane to mow and i was like 
you could stagger the times in which you're mowing to where you only have to have one part of traffic blocked off instead of three different chunks of traffic dropped. Like it's all just a timing thing. It's like just you start at eight, you start at 11 and you start at three and there would be no recognizable traffic. But since they all started at the same time and they were Mm -hmm. they were mowing within three miles of each other. The whole Belt Parkway was completely backed up and everybody was stuck stuck in traffic. It's like the mayor needs to just go like, let's just analyze what people because everybody and I know this for a fact, everybody's just making it up as they go along and no one has any empathy for for overall society and they just do whatever is convenient for them. And it's the that's the 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 root cause of every terrible inconvenience thing that happens is because everybody is selfish and nobody gives a fuck about society as a whole. And that's why I'm announcing my candidacy for mayor of New York City. <laughs> I think you're a little it's late. a little late, bro. We just fucking voted. Yeah, the next, the next one, the I, next one. <laughs> I think, uh, I think you should be able to park in fire hydrants, and just um, the new rule should just be like, you know, if they have to use, if they need that fire hydrant at some point, if there's an actual fire, you just run the risk of getting your car fucked up. Fair. That's it. Just yeah, go. Yeah, I'll, totally I'll fair. Yeah, I will totally risk that. Dude, I will risk that 100 times out of 100 on the fucking rare chance that there's actually a fire at the building that I parked in front of. I would happily take that risk. 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. If they're like, listen, you can park here, but if your car gets damaged during a fire, you have no, you're, you're, no one's responsible for it. Then that's fine. That's totally fair. And I would take that risk a thousand times out of a thousand because literally, there never are fires. <laughs> there just never are. <laughs> that, but it's all about getting more money for the city to do what with. I genuinely, I don't know. I don't know where the money goes. I think it's so, where does the toll I, money go? Like I don't want fat cats I, in Washington, I, man. I don't. I don't understand but how for real. Yo, for like, real though. Where does it go? Like, where does like I want to know why every time I drive down the road, I literally hit potholes that make my wife wince in pain, and how much money we all spend on it just breathing in New York City? Like, where does the money go? How do we not have better roads? It goes to paying the garbage men to pick up garbage and rush hour traffic. <laughs> that's <laughs> but that's even that's fine. Even that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. We need garbage men. This isn't yeah, a we, ludicrous. We, very important job. They should be. I genuinely believe garbage men should be paid very handsomely, and women. Um, <laughs> that's my. I've told you before. That's my favorite person. The and women woman. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> after every after everything, just goes and women, and you're like, yes, and women. Oh my god. All right. Yes. Fine. Of course. Of course. Of course. Policemen and women. You're like, uh, yeah, yeah. Testicular <laughs> cancer affects 75% of men and women. And, and women, women and their wives who have to put up with a man with testicular cancer. Hey, hey. Uh, the and women woman. <laughs> but uh, what was I saying for tangent? Should not. Uh, Talk about money in the city. Where does the, the money, money go? And- Where does the money go? Understanding a city's budget, a guide. Well, they made it 20 pages, so I'm not reading it. Yeah. Um, well, w- the thing is, though, is like if there was a, a law, if there was like a big news story that leaked out that like someone was skimming a lot of money off the top, 
it would surprise not a person in New York City. There wouldn't be a person in New York City who goes, yeah. what? Like, we all know that there's some sort of thing going on. Like, like there is some sort of, like, mafioso type of, like, fuck you, pay me thing that's happening with just, like, every t- – every, there's a new expensive thing there's parking tickets. There's 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 red lights. They put up cameras now, and if you're speeding, they just mail you a speeding ticket. It's like they don't even have to yeah. be there. Like they're they, just they, all they, revenue generators. Two hundred and seventy. I told you, I think two hundred seventy five dollar red light ticket. Wow. It yes. makes the and they, the what annoys me about the red light cams is they say uh, making the city safer, and I'm like, absolutely not. You just increase the chances that I go out and commit a homicide because of this. <laughs> because of this criminal ticket, I am that mad. Like three hundred dollars for that infraction is unrepresentative of the infraction. You have to have some semblance. I got a I got a fucking ticket on a hydrant a week ago, hundred and fifteen dollars. I, you know what? I took a photo of myself laying on the pavement. I had a stranger take the photo. I am, I'm six foot five. You can tell that I am farther (laughs) than six feet from the hydrant because I laid down to prove it. I am pleading innocent. And this is how they also fuck you. Cause you, when you get first get a ticket, your mind is sometimes smart and goes, all right, let me just pay right now. If it's a fucking parking ticket and I, they got me. It's bullshit. They got me. I was five minutes after my toll expired that I paid for or parking meter, whatever, but it's bullshit. But I did get it. They, you, I went on to pay the parking one immediately and they're like, the ticket hasn't processed yet. Check back in one to two weeks. And you're like, oh, you yeah. motherfuckers. Yeah. They want you to electronic forget. stuff moves at the speed of the internet. Yeah. It's, it's what process does it? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you know, you're fucking us. By doing that, <laughs> it's an old man with bifocals doing fucking books. I'm Brett Raybould. Let me see. <laughs> Let me see. Yes. <laughs> an enormous file cabinet. Yes. And he the thing so where he, like, I'm licks, pleading licks innocent. The top of the pen. He like puts yeah. his tongue on the top of the pen, and then <laughs> just one moment. <laughs> I'm pleading innocent, and I'm going to a court of law. I'm going to fight it. I am going to print out an 11 by 17 picture of me laying on the cement and I am going to plead. It is going to cost me time and probably $20 for that printout. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm going rule, to though, fight it. Isn't and I'm going to bring it and I'm going to bring a camera crew because <laughs> wear a tuxedo. I'm wearing, isn't I'm going to wear it. Dude, that's genius. I'm wearing the tux. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, isn't the rule. It's like 10 feet though, or, or, even 15 for it's, the hydrant? I, it said on the ticket, you have to be six feet from it. Oh, uh, that's what the ticket said. Interesting. So, uh, I don't know, but I don't know. I'm still going to look, look it up. Cause I, I remember, remember looking it up, but if the ticket says six feet, then that's their language. That's, that's their standards and you're good. And they're though. I know cause I'm a dumb guy with a loud mouth. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I just hate yeah. it. Yeah, I don't you're having some bad luck with that. That far. Well, that's the thing. It's like well, yeah. there's no reason. There's no reason. How how much is a hydrant ticket, by the way? Hundred fifteen dollars. Yeah. A regular parking ticket, sixty five. I got banged with one of those like a month ago. I just forgot I had the car out there. I was in Long Island for so long, and I came back, and I just completely fucking forgot. 
65 bucks. For- and you know what's funny is I've been on my street for so long that they street, they actually do the street sweeping thing like maybe 30% of the time when there's alternate side parking. So there was a 70% chance that my car in no way at all interfered with the fucking street sweeper, but I still got the ticket, of course. What were you going to say, Chris? No, I got I got a ticket. I got two tickets um, for the pretty much speeding in the same place. But uh, here's the thing. It's a school zone, but it was 6 p.m. And the school like the school zone, whatever, doesn't end until like seven. And I'm like, what the fuck is it? Like night three, school? Three or four. I, exactly. Like, <laughs> but I mean, they were both $50 tickets. So it was, it was like what Brett said. I was just like, fuck it. I'll just pay it, whatever. But at the same time, it's like it's it's the same spot, and I'm like coming from somewhere else um, at 6 p.m. It's like, come on, dude, 6 p.m. You're gonna do school? You're gonna enforce school zone? How fast uh, were you going? Loss. I think it was like I was doing like uh, maybe like 45 on a 20, 25 or something like that yeah. on a school zone 25. Yeah. I just wanna I wanna like. like- every time someone gives me a ticket, I wish I could have a conversation with them and go. Hey, because the reason that I can do it is because they never actually have to have confrontation. Yeah. Um, plus, they people love power. So it's like it probably feels kind of good when they do have confrontation because they can be in the right. Yeah. But I wish I could just talk to every one of them, be cool and be like, please just dude, like I'm a guy. This money is more valuable in my pocket than it is in yours. Here's my hour special. Watch it. <laughs> this is going toward me. <laughs> but here's the thing. It's like you could talk to the parking meter person and just be like, hey, man, like, don't give me that ticket. Uh, you know what? Actually, as a matter of fact, go ahead and give me the ticket. You know, if the money goes to you, that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> and you'd be like, well, that money's not going to me. Really? They don't give you a cut of the money? That's what I was wondering. I was like, do you get shame him into like Christian's I gonna, genius? Yeah. I was gonna say, like, do these motherfuckers these motherfuckers write tickets like they're getting commission? <laughs> like like they're getting a piece. Are they not? No, they're getting sixty-five to eighty K a year plus benefits. Yeah. That's my guess. Yeah, but uh, so you said it was such authority. Have, I, that's my guess. I mean, I didn't doubt it. Didn't they? Don't they have a quota or something they have to do? I mean, that's what like the they always call it like a wives' tale or like a an urban myth that like uh, they have a police have a quota of speeding tickets they have to get to. And I remember people were like, "Oh, they got to fill the quota. It's the end of the month or whatever." So like people are getting extra tickets, but then you know, I think like somebody in some police came out and said, uh, "Um." Uh, like, yeah, that's bullshit, actually. Uh, it probably is. But if it is, you know. No, that's uh, that's real. It, is it real? Yeah, I know a cop who told me it's total, totally real. Because what people don't realize is cops are employees of the local government, state government, or local government, depending on. Um, I think it's all state government, actually, not city government. But um, essentially... Uh, the way it works is like they have to be uh, they have to for their budget, they have to justify their budget every year. So the state writes them a check for how much is in the, the you know, the legislation. And if they want to increase budget for more funding, they basically have to be a revenue um, generator. 
So all of these parking tickets, all these things are basically to regenerate revenue for the state to justify the budgets. That's all it is. Hmm. So just imagine it's a $300 ticket. Imagine, listen, I looked up where does most of New York's budget go? And they said Brett Raybould's unemployment. Now, uh, <laughs> no, but more seriously, though, if you look up um, the um, if you, if someone got a three hundred dollar ticket for a red light cam, I genuinely am on unemployment. My unemployment is about three hundred dollars. It's now like three hundred dollars a week. Mm-hmm. So that was just me. The city was like, we're yoinking that unemployment. And I was like, you fuckers. That's but if you imagine a person working a minimum wage job at McDonald's gets a $300 ticket. They're basically saying that entire, your entire work week, 30 at that it's, it's ours. It's ours. That on entire of, week of your life is on ours. top of the tax that we take out anyway. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So like if you work 40 hours at Mickey D's, it's a $10 an hour, $400, you probably get 350 to 340 after taxes. They're ba- you're, how, it's like that amount of charge can fuck someone over who isn't privileged and on unemployment. It's like it's it's well, so like, fucking crazy. Well, that would be their argument against uh, for for that kind of fine because they'd be like, "Well, you shouldn't be speeding." That's yeah, right. Like a, you know, you you're fucking your whole life over the punishments, I, dude. It is a bigger crime. I think it's. I think running or light. Okay, it's a crime. I think it's a bigger crime to charge someone that much money for running a red light. I, I really think what's more of a crime given our system, I think that is a bigger crime. But, you know, who watches The Watchmen, man? Right, man. But we can say it ironically. <laughs> yeah. But right. like these real instances of fraudulent bullshit. Yeah, there's irony, but come on, man. No, there's not. This is like, yeah. they're like. Everyone always asks like mayoral candidates, like, where do you stand on like, like Pakistan, Israel? It does not matter. It's a New York mayoral candidate. It truly doesn't fucking matter. What matters is what are you going to do about hydrants, speeding tickets? Are they gay or straight? Like stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Just no, but like. You know what I mean? Like anyone asking about these like high level politics policy questions that they would ask a president, what are we fucking doing? It's a New York mayoral candidate. My favorite question on one of the things is like, should there be more public bathrooms in New York? And I was like, that's a great question. That's an, and we're (laughs) going to like make fun of those full. There's like video that's kind of making fun of like, there's older gentlemen outside city hall protesting for it. But you know what? God bless them because I goddamn do wish there were more public restrooms. And yeah, it's like, it's like funny to protest about, but in terms of like, Things that actually would benefit every New Yorker's life from the richest to, you know, homeless folk. That is one thing that actually would. And they're willing to endure maybe some of the ha-has in attempting a betterment of, you know, the city. Like the rent's too damn high guy who's like, the rent's too damn high. And he ran for that and actually got some traction i don't know what i don't but know what became of that guy he looked Miller, like a it? cartoon character yeah exactly but yeah. he was right the <laughs> rent is too damn high <laughs> like well it's like we, slogan. i've seen a few like memes of this and stuff like on reddit <clears throat> but it's a great point is like 
I got denied a mortgage for uh, you know nine hundred dollars a month, so I, instead I pay fifteen hundred months a month uh, in rent or whatever. So it's like it's kind of the way it works now. Is like it, like the amount of money I pay in rent, I can never get approved for that much of a mortgage, but yet I can pay the rent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's right. it's insane. Yeah. Like our rent now, if I got a mortgage for that, they would be like, "Oh no, fucking way! That's too much." But I'm like, dude, like, I'm like pay- I, I'm, I'm already affording it. Like I'm already doing it. Mm-hmm. Like what? What do you mean? Yeah, it's but- not enough. No, but we want you to remain in not as good a financial state. We want you to have to throw out your money. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, these are the things that never get brought up, but instead like other shit gets brought up. um, And it like, they become the talking points of the election and stuff. And it it always happens everywhere. Like I just visited, um, uh, I went on vacation. I was in the Maryland's Eastern shore and it was such an interesting, beautiful place. And, I started, we started seeing, me and Sarah started seeing signs on people's lawns that said, um, remove the Confederate monument. And I'm like, that's interesting. I wonder what that's about. And then we see other signs that say, preserve Talbot history because it's Talbot County. And we're like, I wonder if those are like offsetting ideas, if like that's a response to the move the monument people. And sure enough, we look on the website and it is and like, you know, preserve Talbot history is this whole thing about like, you can't take away our statues and this, that and the other. And it all sounds like I'm like, these people sound ridiculous. Like, what do you you can't there's literally a Confederate statue at the courthouse. It's like a courthouse. So if like a black guy has to go to court, he has to walk by a Confederate monument to get into court. That's like, that's so (laughs) fucked up. This is the court legal system you're dealing with. <laughs> right. <laughs> just to, just remember. Welcome yeah, to it, Robert E. Lee Courthouse. Uh. <laughs> and uh, and basically like and um, they they the, the monument is for the Talbot boys, because what's interesting about Maryland, by the way, the Talbot boys sound so racist. Like, you know, <laughs> so the but here's the interesting thing about all of this. So we're driving around. We're seeing all the signs. We ask somebody there. We're like, what's up with these signs? And the guy says the Talbot Reserve Talbot history isn't really about the monument as much as it is about we're trying to restrict the amount of houses being built in this area because they see this as like a gold mine. They want to build all these houses in all these areas. And like there's not enough jobs to sustain them. The houses are just going to sit empty. It happened with a town three towns over. It's like we're really just trying to. So like he made it not about the statue at all. And I'm like, this is so crazy. And uh and in my head, I'm picturing this statue of like the, the Talbot boys, like this fucking Confederate charging into battle with a musket and a flag in his hand and like, fuck you. So I'm like, finally, on the last day, we're like, let's go see this fucking statue. <laughs> so we show up and just a quick backstory. Maryland was a union state, but it was a, a slave owning state. It was like. Basically, when Virginia seceded, Lincoln was like, Maryland can't secede because Maryland and Virginia border Washington, D.C., and they can't have both sides of Washington, D.C. basically run by the South. So while Maryland was a slaveholding state, um, Lincoln basically suspended habeas corpus and like arrested everybody in, in Maryland, all journalists in Maryland trying to like who were Confederate sympathizers, and they kept Maryland in the Union. Um so basically it was a union state, but they were slave own holding and they had, I mean, Harriet Tubman was born there. Frederick Douglass was born there. They were, they were slaves. So That's fascinating. Yeah. So, um, and as a matter of fact, when the emancipation proclamation was written, uh, Sarah was reading about it, reading it out loud. It basically said 
that the Emancipation Proclamation said that slaves uh, in the southern states are now free, but Maryland was like, oh, that's not us. We're in a northern state, so we can still have our slaves. <laughs> and to this um, day, that Maryland is still legally allowed to have yeah. slaves. Like, it's a law that hasn't officially been codified. It's, it's like a loophole, but it technically would be allowed. But we, so we show up, uh, we go into the courthouse and we stand in the, we're standing in the lawn of the courthouse where the statue is and we see the statue. And then next to the statue is a big Frederick Douglass statue. And then I look at the statue and I realize that Talbot, Talbot boys literally meant boys. Like they were like 15 mm. and the statue is this young, innocent looking boy basically standing in formation holding a flag that is the confederate flag but since it's like a bronze statue you can't even really tell it's a confederate flag it looks so innocent and then in the context of what maryland is and what position they held i was like if they took down the statue and just left up the frederick Douglass statue it would be it would totally whitewash history in the sense of like it would make Maryland look like this woke accepting place, but they were slave yeah. owning. So like right. you kind of need the statue there for a context of, yes, this is where Frederick Douglass came from. Uh, he was born a slave here. He came back here later in life and was like the first black person to like stay at like a hotel or something in that area. Uh, and also there were some people who fought for the Confederates who lived in Maryland and you kind of like, it would be insensitive to what Maryland actually did and what Maryland was to just erase all that shit and just keep up the woke statues and stuff. And then the act like, oh, Maryland's so woke and it's so progressive because they have Frederick Douglass is from here. Isn't that great? It's like you completely miss that all the other part of it. So I showed up there expecting to be like mad and like wanting them to take the statue down. And I was like, I actually feel like they should keep it up. It should just be here because it's important yeah. to recognize that it's not celebrating. It's just like, we need to know the context of it. And maybe there's an argument of moving it away from the courthouse. There's a, there's like a courtyard across the street. Maybe it should go there instead. I don't know. But also I find that like people who come from out of town have no say, I don't live there. So like my opinion sure. should not matter. I don't ever see like, this fucking thing, you know? So wait, wait, Mary. <laughs> Go ahead. You're, you're, you're like, uh, you know, I, I went think of expecting wanting them to take it down. And then when I got there, I was like, let's add some more. <laughs> so you know, I, these are beautiful statues. I, well, let's make it. Can we make it bigger? Can we enlarge yeah. it? If they wanted to get the dichotomy correct, they should have just had the they redo the statues to have the Talbot boys and the, the Talbot boys on one side and Frederick Douglass on the other. And they do like the Mortal Kombat poses <laughs> 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 but make uh, Frederick Douglass sick though give him like a lightning shooting yeah. at him make him like a Raiden it's like yeah <laughs> give him metal arms yeah <laughs> yeah <Jax. laughs> the Hollywood who's the Hollywood guy in Mortal Kombat with Johnny Cage Johnny Cage sunglasses yep but you are right. I mean, think about, I don't even know, think about what those people had to do to get statues. Frederick Douglass had to be legitimately the most impressive person in American history. Taught himself statues. how to read. I learned all this. Taught himself I, how to read. He yeah, taught go. classes at, he taught classes at night in secrets in secret, uh, to other black people to teach them how to read, but it had to be a fucking clandestine operation to make sure no one got caught. He left, became Amazing. free. Uh, and then became a, a like a spokesperson for it and then wrote a bunch of books, the Federalists, uh, the, all those things and became literally um, he was a 
the he was a what was he? Damn it. Um, it's escaping me. You can just look at his Wikipedia page and see how impressive he was. He was the most impressive person ever. And then on relation, it was just a bunch of boys who fought for the rebels. And, they yeah. were- <laughs> yeah. and then the towel boys were just local racists. Yeah. Local racists. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, that's statue. that they got a statue for that. And he got a statue for yeah. a rising. So funny. Like, getting to the, but, that's but you know, the first like rock bit. It's here that sorry that that Chris Rock bit where he's like uh, black people have to like supersede to like exceed all expectations to become anything. He's like I like I live in a neighborhood in New Jersey. He's like I'm like there's three people three black people on my street. Mary J. Blige, one of the greatest singers ever. Jay Z, one of the best rappers ever. Chris Rock, pretty good comedian. He's like you know what my neighbor does? He's a dentist. He's not the greatest <laughs> dentist in the world. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't come up with a new form of braces he's just a dentist god, god that's so funny fucking, that's but such a good what, point one of the things that w- blew my kind of mind about it is like like the Talbot boys were so young in relation I, I don't know how old they were because I didn't see the dates but like the statue portrayed literally like a 15 year old boy and I just thought of like like I, it's crazy. weird to be like, a, yeah but I was just thinking, like, how crazy is it that, like, like if you're 15 and you're in a war, it's not like your ideals. It's not, you know, it's not like you're a 15 year old. Yeah. Like, right. you have all the. It was like clearly you were manipulated and or forced to to fight in a war at that age, even younger than. I mean, you can make the case that 18 is like too young to to, to you know to be to have any call. I don't know, but. Again, not to sympathize with uh, the Confederacy nah, I by think any these means. Kids today is too pussy. They, yeah, <laughs> hippies and yeah. Williamsburg need yeah. to go to war. The, I mean, it is weird to see a statue of fifteen-year-olds. That you know, it's weird to be turned on by a statue. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that must have been an odd experience, Whitmer. Uh, the historical <laughs> significance, plus you know, getting boned up. Yeah, I never thought I would come in a, the courtyard of a church or a courthouse, but <laughs> here I, there I was. <laughs> that is a that is a very interesting dichotomy, man. Old yeah, and it dogs. just it just it just to me it just goes back to like everything is way more complicated than it seems, and nothing is as straightforward as the other side makes it seem to be. Like you know, you read the the people who want the statue taken down and then you read the people who want it up and like they're both basically just trying to own the other side and they make it seem like the other side is so stupid and it's such an easy fix if they just weren't such fill in the blanks and i just think everything's a lot more complicated than everybody makes it out to be and yeah. I think that's God, what made me think of that was talking about the mayors and all the, the, the issues that people run on and all these other things. I don't know if that was a, a subject of their local election, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was. And people backing the candidate based off of their stance on the, the monuments and stuff and everybody. It's just like, does that really matter in the sense of like, well, the yeah. real issues of a place where in, in terms of, you, you know, the success of everybody? I don't know. It's uh, well, yeah, go Chris. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, the the mayoral race is very evident as far as like, you know, progressive people want to act like progressivism is way more diverse than it is. And the truth about very progressive people is it's generally very white, 
very college educated and like good jobs, like high, high paying jobs. And, uh, you know, the reality, like Eric Adams won the mayoral election and he's pretty conservative on like policing and stuff because if white liberals would get out of their own ass, the truth is called people of color, whatever you want to say are way more conservative than white liberals want to make it look like progressive is because the face of progressivism is the squad, which is, you know, the AOC and uh, other like, uh, women on Twitter. And so they, um, like, uh, I don't know. It's just basically, it's like people wanting to act like things are the way they aren't. But if they actually were, had their like feet on the ground in reality, they would realize they're a little bit more tone deaf or they're not actually with it. I agree. And I think too, like, if you think about places like Chicago and New York and New York has been run pretty exceptionally, I think, for for the most part, with the exception of some of the stuff we were talking about. Um, but in the sense of like crime and terrorism and like the real big issues, for the most part, for the longest time, it's been fine within recently in the pandemic and de Blasio kind of letting people out. Like oh, I saw people, de Blasio. I saw de Blasio. On I, the street. I saw him. T- I saw him. On, I saw him on the street, too. Uh, he, I regret he goes to a not saying anything. <laughs> really? Uh, we th- we, yeah, we thought uh, we've seen him. Uh, he lives in he, his house, he, you know, not Gracie Mansion or whatever, but the, he, he lives in my neighborhood and then he goes to a coffee shop that we go to. So he, he's I, definitely been, have, been around. I have two points I want to make about mayors. First off, mayors should not be allowed a mansion. I'm against that. It's like, fuck you. You should have to live in a six floor walk up. Second off, I, I wanted to ask, I regret not asking him, like, how excited are you for us to not hate you as much? <laughs> like that must be freeing. How excited are you to just be able to go get a cronut and maybe face less New York? Uh, he, like, he, he will. You. He needs. He only. He'll need to move. Put it that way. He's. He's not going to be. <laughs> um, but the point that I was trying to make was that, like, I think that like a places that are classically run by Democrats, and then you still have the portions of those cities that are the, the that are doing the worst are black, in a lot of ways, like Chicago South Side and things like that. So, like, you could make the argument if you're a Republican, you could be like, the Democrats act like they're the party for black people. But, like, what has a Democrat ever done for a black person? If you look at Democrat-run places and how terrible the black areas are still, how underfunded, how undereducated, how overpoliced, like, it, you know, like, if they're doing it in Democrat-run places like Democrat or like Chicago and New York, like what makes Democrats have any hill to stand on when they say that they're the party for black people? Like if you're a black person, you could I could totally see you being like, what have you ever done for me? Fuck you. I'm an, I'm either not going to vote or I'll vote for another person. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading um, a thing today where they're saying uh, there's this pollster. <laughs> I wish I knew I had it in front of me, but they were saying they they um, they can pretty much categorize um americans and specifically new yorkers uh in nine different categories of political party so i didn't i don't know what they all were but the most far left is called solid left which basically is exactly what you would imagine they vote for that it's like you know defund police um abortion laws like you know um just every everything you would think that they would be in in the tank for and, but they only make up 17% of the, 
of of like the Democratic Party in like New York. It's mm-hmm. only seventeen percent of the Democratic Party in New York, which is crazy. Um, and the thing is, they're they're mostly almost all um, white, um, college educated, um, upper right, like, upper uh, financial bracket. And it's just so it, it's a pretty interesting thing because it's like you're taking most, advantage you know, of the capitalistic system the most of anybody. You're taking advantage yeah. of the equity yeah. of your skin color and all of the things that that comes with and the sense of yeah. like where you were educated, the job you have. You literally are the poster child of white privilege, but yet your political yeah. beliefs. Hey, whoa, are- don't trigger me. Don't trigger me. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> but basically the ideology. <laughs> whoa, whoa, I get really fucking mad. <laughs> yeah basically the ideology isn't representative of the the majority of even democrats to that in that right. sense especially in new york but you know no no that uh, um shit i wanted to bounce off that something uh shooting on uh white folk i don't know white no, yeah I white white liberals but the, oh the but white liberals make everything a, a race thing everything a race thing and for i first off okay this is the point i want to make as much as white liberals bandy around the terms white privilege, which is real, and like, or just progressive people bandy around privilege a lot, I want these fucking young people who constantly act like like all publicly about socialism. There is capitalist privilege, and if we're going to throw on privilege all the time on other identifiers and mod- things, capitalist privilege. You have capitalism privilege. In addition to also, I think capitalism has run a little too amok and we need to rein it in. These motherfuckers, like, like they're rich or they're doing yeah. what, like, you they're, also benefit from a capitalist system. So you have privilege in that regard. They're you tweeting the, about communism on their iPhone that their parents pay for them. While <laughs> drinking a matcha yeah. latte that they can afford yeah. to pay six fifty for. Exactly. Like, yeah. shit like that is like, you're doing okay. I was, the, I cannot believe I haven't talked about this. God, it's at the end of a podcast and it's a longer thing. Uh, My roommate and I had a a house party. We threw it at our house about a week and a half ago. God, I should have brought this up earlier. I cannot get my mind around how much I'm annoyed at this. There's a woman. We were in a room in in our house. We were in a room and it is me and like six friends and a couple like strangers who are cool. This one woman walks in. She is a white woman. We are passing around a marijuana joint. Having a nice night, all drinking our white claws, and on screen is a movie. On screen is an old, Jacques, uh, my roommate, has a bunch of like cool old films. So he just put on like background silent movie of like 1920s footage. It's really cool. And um, her comment, she goes, "Oh, this is kind of like hard to watch because it just makes you realize like society hasn't gotten any better since then." And I just wanted to go. I know what you're trying. What are you to talking me. about? What was what was in the movie, dude? It was just like it was street footage of like Paris. It was like street footage of people. Just it was like hailing a fuck, just going about their days, just got heart carrying, wearing suits everywhere, and doing just working on the docks and everything. And her point was society has not gotten better. And I wanted to just go. Did you say? Did you ask her what do you mean? Like no, because she was like, you just think about all the things plaguing us, and like they're still plaguing us, and you're like. No, they are fucking not. We don't have water fountains that say black people only or yeah. whites only. There's an ease. We have let like, don't get me wrong. We're not perfectly desegregated because of class in many ways. But like this fucking we, we have a polio vaccine. You fucking moron. Like 
you are, this is what annoyed me. Cause I know if, cause I was, if I made any criticism of her point and by the way, just harsh in the mellow, but if I made any criticism, she was going to go, it's easy for you to say you're a straight white male. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, dude, you're in a, you're in a house at a party drinking a white claw that you Ubered to sharing drugs with a full belly, probably full of Chipotle or Cava Mediterranean grill. You need to shut the fuck up and be like, things are better, at least for me. And even for people who are doing worse, things are better than they were in 1920. I can say that and go, yeah. By every measure that we have to evaluate society in terms of life expectancy and types of, in terms yeah. of health, in terms of infant mortality, uh, infant mortality, in terms of even just like people's kind of personal enjoyments, everything is at an all time high because that's what society does. It keeps improving. It keeps going forward. We live in the time that it's inarguably the best time to be alive in terms of medicine, in terms of health in terms of um opportunities Podca- is it perfect? podcasts yeah. yeah is it is it is it is it a finished product is it perfect is it still completely wrong in a lot of ways yes of course and it will always be because the longer the more things we fix the more other things will be revealed and it doesn't mean that we can just sit here and rest on our laurels it doesn't mean that we can act like life is amazing and that people who complain that it isn't don't have a say. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means that like when you're sitting there in this context, you nail hit the nail on the head of all the things that she was doing. It's like, yeah, dude, if you were, if this was 19, you know, 15 pair, you know, wherever, like you wouldn't be able to vote. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Things aren't better. Like things are so much better. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny that like, she's watching black and white footage and going, things are just aren't better. I'm like, what are you talking about? There's color video. <laughs> 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 we're, we're playing this on a fucking wall in our house. Like, we we don't have text cards. We don't yeah. have text cards saying the narrative of the story. It's fucking uh, what a what a, just a, it was a name. It was say. a name, and I learned later that she was a writer at like uh, the New Yorker or something. How old is she? Of course, of course, probably mid to mid twenties, and she's just has never been out before. You know, she's just trying to be poetic. Here's the thing: I remember one time, um, this was years and years and years ago. On there was a, a Howard Stern episode. Howard Stern show. Um, there's one of his interns or one of the guys who worked in the background was leaving to go be a writer. So he was going to take a like a he was going to bicycle around the like the world or the country or something in order to like write a novel about it. And I just remember and Howard like interviewed him, being like, "That's so stupid. You have a good job here. Like, <laughs> he's like, why would you do that?" And he's like, "Well, I just need like." And to me, I was like, you know what, dude? Like, if you're a writer that needs to take a journey in order to write some shit, you're not a writer. Like, uh, you should be a bit, you know what I mean? Like, if you, it's like that John Lennon thing where he's like, I'm an artist, give me a tuba and I'll get you something out of it. Like, if yeah. you should be able to work at a bus. Uh, you should be a bus driver and be able to come up with something. Like, if you really have the gift, I think. I yeah. completely buy that. It's the whole eat, pray, love fallacy yeah, exactly. of like, 
must be nice to be able to spend six months finding yourself. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I need to find myself in order to write something beautiful uh-huh. or I'm looking for something beautiful to write about. It's like, you're not interesting. Go work at fucking. Yeah, that's the thing is like they that in their mind makes them interesting because they went on a trip. But they, yeah. they themselves don't harbor any interesting opinions or right. perspectives or anything. Your they tour just guide think is much that, more interesting. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah, think yeah. that a, a six-month sabbatical in Italy will make them interesting. And it's like, no, you're still going to be boring you. You're still going to be you. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's probably a good spot to end. What do you think, guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah just leave this podcast knowing you're still going to be you. Yeah, there's no fucking thing in the world <laughs> that'll stop you from being you, which could right. be a good thing. Yeah. I think we should do plugs in order of who has the most responsibility. They have to shoulder <laughs> on life. I'll start. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chrissy, get him in, bro. You're dad. So you Christian gotta- Duran comedy dot com for all your Christian Duran needs. King Latifah on all, all streaming platforms. Buy it on iTunes. My kid needs fresh Jordans. Um, so <laughs> what if I just wasted all my money on like not diapers, just fresh J's that he doesn't get to wear. I just keep them in a box and post Instagram pictures of them. But anyway, Christianarancomedy.com, uh C Duran Duran on Instagram. Rig, you're next. You have a kid almost here. <laughs> YouTube.com slash Nick Whitmer. All right, everybody. Brackcoin.org. Bitcoin.org, lots of exciting things. We're moving. All right, right, guys. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. One love.